Hi, this is Christy, and this is Flippin' 30. Today, I have a co-host, uh, my lovely husband, Sam Zalit. Say hello. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> so, I have him joining me today to talk to you all uh, on my weekly podcast to talk about the good, the bad, and the challenges of being 30. So, let's get started. I know I talked to you guys last time about Corona and that I was supposed to go to Mexico. Well, that got postponed because of um, how things change quickly. We just didn't want to be a part of the spread, so we figured to postpone it a few months out and and uh, stay quarantined. We've been quarantined for the last two weeks, and and here we are. That's today. <laughs> so, Sam... Tell me about your perspective of being in your 30s. Yeah, and uh, since you mentioned coronavirus, I just I was just noticing today the uh, the interesting response like different people have about the virus. Like I was even looking at what's going on on social media, and it's really funny how some people are taking it so seriously. They had to like barricade themselves and go buy a ton of toilet paper and, and butt wipes for the for the rest of the year <laughs> and others are like this is a this is a hoax and the the media is trying to scare us off i was really surprised to see that people are really not on the same page when it comes to how to how to address this thing but overall i think you guys made the right decision like it's it's not a good time to travel anywhere right now yeah we just wanted to lead um take you know ownership of okay do we want to get sick do we want to uh, spread it to an elderly person that has right. illnesses that we don't know about. So we just, as a group of 11 women, we just decided that it's best to postpone and let things settle down a little bit um, right. and not risk it. Then you don't know what would happen when you come back. Like, what if you come back and then you have to be quarantined for, I don't know, you know, a week or two or, you know, whatever. Um, it was best to just, like, postpone it to when it's, uh, it's a little quieter the good thing is maybe at the time you book it again the, the airfare is going to be super cheap yeah and you save a lot of money because that airfare was super expensive that you, you booked originally so hey maybe you know that's the silver lining <laughs> yeah get to save money and um i was going to come back on a saturday uh just to save two hundred dollars and now i can uh book for the entire time yeah well switching topics so perspective of being 30, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because I never really thought about it that way. I just underwent being 30. You know, you just like, it, it happens, it hits you. And you don't really think about like looking back at what you expected for yourself, you know, a decade ago and where you are now. You know, the first the first thing that I remembered when you asked me about this was that when I was 17 or 18 years old, <clears throat> that was really funny. I had a little hustle on eBay and it was working. It was, it was working relatively well. Now, again, I was 17, 18 years old. Um, and, and so in my mind, I was like, I was going to be on top of the world. I was like, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be like an accomplished businessman. I'm going to have a big business and employees and all that stuff. And, you know, look at me now. I'm still like an employee myself. And I'm, you know, so far behind on that particular goal. So that but was like an interesting, interesting thing to notice. You're ahead of the game being an employee. He went from, um, he just grew 
within like a several years from being a project manager, program manager into a director role, not everybody is that, you know, gifted that they can just grow and just grow up the ladder and work their way up to the top and in such little time being how old are you 32 yeah i'm your husband by the way i know, you know my age. <laughs> 32 he's younger than me by the way yeah, so he's <laughs> um but um he just worked his way up the ladder and not everybody can say that they turned into a director under 35 so in a in a company I guess, you know, obviously a lot of it is opportunities and, and um, being, being ready, being prepared for the opportunities was primarily driven by that appetite that I had even when I was a teenager, right, to kind of move fast and, and it was mostly to start a business, right, but I don't know why somehow it didn't happen and then I put that drive and that energy into more like advancement, career advancement in the corporate world. But, you know, like every so often I'll think about it and I'm like, well, I really want to, you know, get back to that dream. And, and, you know, I can't give up on it. This is really something that, you know, at the end, at the end of my life, I have to look back and think about one thing I regret. Uh, and, I, and I didn't actually start any kind of business for, for myself. You know, that would be one thing that I'd be disappointed about. So for me, it's important, like at some point it has to be where I kind of switch my, my career you know, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know yet. So, you know, maybe it's like much further down the road, but that's kind of the first, you know, retrospective at this point is looking at, at things like, okay, I'm 32 now, you know, 14, 15 years ago, I had expectations for myself that, you know, were either completely far off or that I, um, yeah, I completely miscalculated. But, but the interesting part is like, it's not like I'm disappointed about myself, right? It's not like I'm that's I good. consider myself a failure. It's just interesting how, you know, you look at things when you're in your in your teens or in your in your twenties, and and where you perceive thirties to be. Um, I, you know, was watching Master Chef Junior the other day, and this kid, thirteen year old kid, is talking about, you know, I'm doing all these things as if I own my own chains of restaurant, like a thirty year old would. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> A 30-year-old owning a chain of restaurants, that's like, you know, it's like you perceive that to be an old guy when, you know, like I look at, at being 30 as still being super young and dumb and having a lot to learn, right? So yeah. it's just interesting how with every year and you get closer to 30, how you realize that 30 is really not that advanced, right? I mean, yeah. most of us are still trying to figure life out. I know I am. You know, and, and 10 years ago, I thought 30 was going to be an end-all, be-all married kids, you know, be on top of the world. And now we're still kids. I have the same feeling. I felt, okay, entering 30-hood, I still felt confused. Um, so that's why I wanted to start this podcast to talk about the good, the bad, the challenges. Because I thought by the time I was 30, I was going to have everything figured out. I was going to have all my goals met. I do have a few goals that I did meet, but there's still things that I'm unsatisfied about. Like, like I look at you and I envy you because you had this great career that you you had over the past year and I just looked at that I'm like wow I wish I had that I've been stagnant in my career for years and I work hard and I say I want this and I tell them what can I do to get promoted or or set goals to get there but I've always get overlooked 
and it's so frustrating um, because I do have a degree and I do put in the um, you know the work and I do get results I just don't don't have a sponsor or anybody that ever cared to help me grow within an organization at, at a company a large company midsize I've worked at midsize I worked in large and I'm it's always been stagnant yeah so when I look at you and how you grew in your career I was like wow that's amazing I, I envy that because I've always wanted that um, yeah there was times I wanted to open my own business but I calculated the risk and and working all the time and yeah they say oh if you're your own employer you don't have to work all the time and I feel like that's not true because you have to work all the time it takes a, a while to get that business off the ground before you can afford employees and see results and that beginning stages is the the area where I'm like you know what I don't want to put that much energy I'm now in my 30s and I'm I just don't have the energy for it so I just want to grow in the corporate world um, so I set new goals there but I understand how you want to start your own business and be your own boss and have your own employees and and watch the baby grow yeah and it's true. I think one of the things uh, that changes as as you mature is that appetite for for you know work commitment, putting all that time and energy into it. I mean, you know, one of the big differences in your free time versus my three time my free time over the last you know eight years or or whatever is you know every evening you'd be watching tv or relaxing and i'd still be working or traveling or you know whatever was was required for work and so it you really have to decide you know even early on what kind of of balance do you want and you know if you're if you're a happy person you know working you know a reasonable amount during the day you know anywhere between 7 and, and 9 hours a day and then you want to be able to disconnect and you know work on yourself, personal development, or exercise, or relax, or take care of your family. You know, and that's 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 your balance. That's your happy place. At the end of the day, that's what you should be pursuing because it's completely unsustainable to think that you're going to commit to something that is going to keep you depressed and unhappy. Like you know, I I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to last three months if I was allergic to putting in in too many hours or, you know, traveling for work or, you know, I'd love to sit on the couch and watch TV for three hours every evening instead of catching up on work and emails and stuff like that. And I'm a terrible multitasker. Like, I cannot do what you do. I cannot work in front of the TV. That's just impossible. I can barely work with music in my ears. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I have to, like, watch you enjoy <clears throat> your evenings and relaxing and stuff and have to go hide in my office and, you know, do, do stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's like... At the end of the day, you really have to make that decision based on what makes you happy. And it changes. You know, like for me, five years ago, six years ago, yeah, that was 100% fine. I was actually thriving at the idea that I was doing more, accomplishing more, and it was helping move faster. And now I'm 32 and, you know, things, is, things have changed. Like I don't have as much of that appetite. Um, at this point, I'm actually, you know, we're talking about having kids and all that stuff. You know, family is, is important to me, right? I had my own, you know, examples, good and bad examples of like a dad that's not involved enough and the damage that that could do. And so for me, it's going to be really important to be there for my family, be there for my kids and, uh, you know, spend time with them. 
Uh, I told you many times, I don't think I'm going to live until I'm 100. I don't think I'm going to live super old. And I don't know why I can't justify it. It's just a feeling. But with that being said, that means that I really don't want to spend all my time just, you know, grinding and working and all that stuff, especially for, for another employer. And, you know, not being able to enjoy my family, not being able to enjoy life. Um, and so I guess the two things to take away from this is, you know, be or, or pursue what makes you happy understanding that it might change and your tolerance for you know either either scenario is going to evolve over time so be cognizant of that and and uh, work on yourself in order to to make it work best for you you know some people they want to be semi stay-at-home dads and uh, you know work from home and then take care of their family they want to work 20 25 hours uh, a, a week that's what they want their long-term life to be so they put in a lot of work for for a year to build that environment to build that business to build that whatever a system that's going to allow them to just put in a little bit of work every day and then you know the rest of the time they're stay-at-home dads and yet they're making a lot of money you know they're making money as if they were you know a full-time consultant or a full-time executive at, at a big company so it's it's it, it requires a little bit of that vision and and knowing yourself and knowing what you want and and being willing to put a plan together and make the sacrifice and then decide all right am i willing to commit on on a certain thing or or am i not definitely after i turned 30 i got i gained more wisdom on that part like i'm i'm able to talk about it now i think you know when i was 29 and 364 days old there's no way I could have come up with this whole explanation or this whole retrospective, right? And two days later, um, it's kind of like dawned on me. I'm, I'm in my 30s now and you start to get a little bit of that wisdom in. So yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing that to me, I would, I would share with anyone who's like facing that. Definitely. I feel when you turn 30, you start to assess your life and um, say, okay, what am I, am I expecting the, this 30 you know, these 10 years, you know, from 30 to 40, what is my goals? Uh, this is the big, this is the, I feel kind of end of the real prime, the real youth part. Cause when you hit 40, you're a different type adult with different type <laughs> of goals and needs. And so your mindset changes a little bit more. So, um, you know, from 30 to 35, you're still on the uh, edge there. Like, you know, I still can live like I'm in my mid-20s, like I still feel like I'm in my 20s. And then 35 to 40, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to be, you know, somewhere. I need to have a, that house. I need to have that car paid off. I need to have no debt, get myself set up for retirement better than I would think about that I put myself in the 20s. So, you know, you think different things and you set different goals and, and you reassess. And I feel like every year, uh, that I turn closer to mid 30s, I'm like, okay, I have to keep reassessing what is my new goals going to be, and um, how can I keep up with myself? Because I can't keep up with my young self, to be honest. Right. <laughs> you don't want to reassess, like you know, you don't want to use that opportunity to reassess um, in it by anticipation, right? And to tell yourself, well, I'm going to shoot for this and, you know, maybe I won't accomplish it and I'll reassess next week because that's the best next year. So that's the best way to like not accomplish anything. Um, so you really want to like set realistic goals and be committed toward them. But, you know, if it, for whatever reason, you don't get there, you can always push it out another year and reassess and, you know, make adjustments as required. So it's, it also requires like 
the discipline and I think you get it with, you get it more as as you age right so in your 30s you're a little bit more likely to have the wisdom and the discipline to do what you want to do um, than you have in your 20s like when I was in my 20s you know all I wanted was you know enjoy enjoy life spend money go to the bar party you know <laughs> travel you know spend money on cool stuff and and that was it you're less you know you're less likely to think about planning and you know family and you know financial long-term financial stability and investments and all that stuff that's like boring to a 25 year old right? <laughs> for most of them anyways right i was like okay which bar stays open past two <laughs> i know these were, these were your problems right back then i was like oh shit like what am i gonna do so okay i know where i'm gonna party on wednesday where am i gonna go on thursday and then on friday there's this party at that bar or that event yeah. And then Saturday, there's his birthday party. So, all right, I have my whole weekend planned out except for Thursday night. I still remember my weeks. Wednesday night was Ernie Biggs, dollar drink oh, night. Oh, God, yeah. Thursday, Cajun's deck party because outside was nice and they had a band. Friday was, okay, probably we didn't go out till late. Everything's closed besides disco and the cowboy. I'm like, all right. Or was it disco? Is uh, called something else. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. And then Saturday, I'm like, you know, I don't like the cowboy, but I'm just gonna show up and see what's happening. <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah. What's interesting is like, there's no way in hell I could do this now. Like when I when I you know go to bachelor parties or whatever event where you're just drinking party three three four days in a row, uh, or Vegas. Oh my god. You know, it's like, it, it takes me twice that amount of time to recover. So if we go and party hard for like three nights in a row and drink and stuff, you know, it'll take me a good five to six days to fully recover from it. <laughs> so like I have to, I have to like choose these events very carefully and they have to be scheduled in a way that's not going to affect anything important that, that's, you know, <laughs> happening in the six days that follow, you know, like 10 years ago, it's, it, was, it was totally fine. Like I, I'd remember... You know, we'd go, we'd go to Cajuns or we'd go to uh, Ernie Biggs for the dollar drink menus. Dollar drinks, like how shitty could the drinks be? It's well drinks and they did not hurt the next day. For a dollar. <laughs> you know, it's like the worst liquor you can think of. Yet you had like five, six, seven of them on a Wednesday night up until 1 or 2 a.m. Went to bed, got up at 7, went to work. And you actually were okay. Like people weren't coming to you to say you look like a freaking zombie and you know you should probably go home you do that today oh my god you know I'll, I'll just stay home i don't want anybody to see me that way i would have to call in sick if i did that now i'd have to call an ambulance <laughs> yeah, go to the er i need an iv please <laughs> i'm dying <laughs> i've been poisoned i poisoned myself with well drinks hey but the good news is somebody told me uh one of my coworkers actually told me once you once you're past 50 um, at least in terms of drinking tolerance, you know, you go back to, to 25. So, you know, I'm looking forward, I guess, from that perspective only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to see whether that's true or not. Great. But yeah, you would like play hockey like, a couple of times a week. And uh, so they'd play, I don't know, between 9 and like 10.30. And then when practice was over, they'd go to the bar and drink until midnight or, or you know, later. And then, you know, he's at work the next, the next day at eight and he seems to be doing okay. Like he's not complaining. He's not hurting. And I'm like, how the hell did you pull this off? And he's like, oh man, you know, five, five or 10 years ago, I couldn't have done that. So that, that put him in his forties. 
at the time, right? He's, I couldn't have done that. But since I turned 50, man, this is a piece of cake. Wow, the liver healed 20 years. Or gave up. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to try to fix this guy. <laughs> so just flow in there. <laughs> Oklahoma, your organs are up. It's like your organs are filtering this now. Good luck to you. You might live until you're 60. Who knows? <laughs> well... Yeah, I do remember those days. Yeah, now you have to, I have to uh, plan my drinking out. I'm like, okay, only Saturday. <laughs> yeah, well, especially like, I, I don't, it depends on like everybody's goals, but you know, I've been, I've been a skinny fat guy for, for a while. And, uh, you know, about a year and some change ago, I decided that it was time to, to kind of get a routine in, in terms of exercise and you know, trying to be healthy and eat healthy and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, you know that. Um, and, and it, it, you know, of course, alcohol consumption is a big factor in your ability to, you know, be fit and be able to lose the, the pounds that you want to lose <clears throat> and, and stay lean. And, you know, especially when we had last year, we had a period where we were drinking every weekend Yeah. and it was just impossible. Like I would diet during the week so hard. Like I would eat 1200 calories at the most and I'm, I'm, you know, 200 pounds, six foot four, right? So that's very, very low. I was definitely in a caloric def deficit during the week. You know, exercise every morning, you know, wake up at four, go to the gym, work out, all that stuff. But then we get to the weekends and these were my cheat days slash drink nonstop days. And I, 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 there's, I couldn't lose that extra, extra few pounds that I was trying to get rid of, right? And as soon as we stopped drinking every weekend for a month or two, then finally, I was able to get past that that wall, uh, so it's definitely a big factor to take into account too. Like if you're trying to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle, be lean, and all that stuff, like you can't just like go out every weekend and you know, chug seven or eight drinks of cheap liquor and beer. Beer is probably the worst with whiskey. You know, that was these are my favorites, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> the worst combo. So yeah, now my tolerance is like very, very, very low. So if I, you know, start drinking three, four, five drinks in one sitting, you know, I start, like, it, it, I, I turn up real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me for one now. Yeah, right. <laughs> one glass is all I need. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is new. I used to, I used to take a lot for a uh, five foot one hundred and six pound girl. But now just one glass, I'm good. Um, I don't need many. Yeah. See, you learn about yourself when you're in your thirties too. Like you, you can, most people, I, I still know some people that cannot, and they're like 34, 35. They have no clue how much they can actually tolerate in terms of alcohol consumption, but that's a different, uh, these are exceptions. I think for most people, like once you get into your thirties, you start realizing, oh, I, I know this feeling like this is my fourth, fifth, fifth class. I know this feeling. This is the feeling where if I take two more, I'm going to be fucked up. So <laughs> I need to stop right now and start drinking some water. It's like, how embarrassing is this situation? Did I do something silly? Did I act myself? Was I bad? So you wake up the next day, like, you having to ask people, I'm like, how was I? Because I had more than one. And now I can't remember anything when I used to remember everything. Now I'm like, after my third drink, I'm like, okay, I lost my memory. This, for you, it's like between the, <laughs> like the, the 
two and a half <laughs> and the third drink like so much can happen with you like the two and a half <laughs> the second and a half drink like you might still be okay and then three sips later you're like gone We're not gonna, you're not gonna remember any of this I'm like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Christy will just, especially if she's hosting the party, she will like pretend like she's going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> she did this like a couple times. She pretends like she's going to go to the bathroom. She never comes down. <laughs> and at some point, one of us still like, you know, the friends that we were hosting, uh, you know, one of us will realize, hey, Christy left like 35 minutes ago. Where the hell is she? And so I would go and check in on her and she's all curled up in the bed. With her clothes on, her makeup, her earrings, and everything. <laughs> so maybe for you, it's going to be like around 35, 36 that you can... Yeah. I, I just can't do it anymore. I'm so tired. I'm like, you know, I'm so tired. That bed looks good. I'm just going to take a little nappy or just close my eyes for a second. And then I pass right out. Yeah. And then I wake up. Uh, in the morning, I'm like, oh, I never go to bed without washing my face and brushing my teeth and putting on five different creams on my face so I can stay young. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's not, a true story, by the way. Yeah, it takes me at least an hour almost to get ready for bed because like, you got to wash the face, then you got to put toner on, then you got to put moisturizer, and then you got to put on the eye cream. And then you got to put some oil so that you have a lot of moisture and your skin, you know, hydrates and, and that's how you don't get old. So I just have this long thing I do every day and... And that's why people think I'm a pedophile. I'm going <laughs> to tell you guys a story. We were on the plane the other day. Well, it was like, you know, several months ago before this whole situation started. And uh, we, we were sitting on the exit row. Um, and you know, like the exit row, obviously they like brief you at the beginning before, before takeoff and they tell you this is an exit row in case of emergency, you'll be asked to like, you know, help with opening the emergency exit door. And, um, like, are you able and willing to do that? And so they look at each passenger in the eye and you better say yes out loud. Otherwise they're going to either like move you or they're going to kick you off the plane. So when she gets to Christy, she looks at her and she goes, how old are you, sweetheart? And Christy looks at her and she says, well, how old do you think I am? And the flight attendant goes, well, you have to be at least 16 to sit here. <laughs> Chris just like, bitch, I'm 34. <laughs> that's, that's how young she looks and why people think I'm a pedophile. Like, I'm sure people must have called the cops on me or they must have filmed me and put me on social media that, you know, it's like, oh, look at this grown man. <laughs> He's on a date with this little girl. <laughs> But I feel like I at least look 25, so I don't know where she got 16 from. I'm like, wow, this is flattering. Thank yeah. you. I think she was she was exaggerating by, by a lot. But, yeah, she's like, she is older than me, and she looks, she easily looks 8 to 10 years younger. And she did ask for my ID. She wanted me to look for my ID, pull it out, and show it to her. She did say God bless her skin, so. Yeah, she did. She admitted. But... You know, it's a hour a day, keeps the cracks away. <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, I'm starting to look like shit. <laughs> hey, I try to rub skincare on him and he won't let me do it. He's running from me and it he burns. And he washes his face <laughs> with hand soap. Well yeah. I'm Any dermatologist will freak out when they hear that. 
hand soap on the face. Uh, some people have told me I have, I have good skin, so, you know, maybe hand soap he, is what I need. He does have good skin. His pores are closed, and he doesn't have any blackheads. That's great. But as far as moisturizing and uh, wrinkles, you know, they're going to catch up to him. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's part of life. <laughs> but it's okay. He's still handsome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're gorgeous. <laughs> Thanks. Well, hmm, do we want to wrap up? It's just your podcast. <laughs> I think we covered everything we wanted to talk to you all today. I don't want to um, bore anybody. I hope somebody gets something out of it. Um, I hope you can relate. Uh, you can send me an email of topics you want to talk about at uh, this dot is dot flipping dot three zero at gmail.com and we can go over any kind of topics or anything you want to talk about uh love the idea um but yeah weekly podcast i'm gonna interview my friends i'll probably interview you again my lovely husband oh lord <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about other things like travel because we traveled a lot together and it's one of our passions so i hope you all have a great rest of the week and thanks for tuning in thanks uh, and Bye. thanks for being my co-host today. Wow, thanks for having me. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.